Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 76. Welcome back, Adamantomaniacs. I am your host, Adam R. Harrison. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope everyone had a fun, happy, and safe Halloween weekend. It's kind of weird when Halloween falls on a Thursday because, uh, well, you can't have the party in November, so you got to have it like almost a week in advance. So I went to a Halloween party on Saturday myself. I love Halloween. I love to dress up. And I always like to pick a costume that's not not something everyone else is doing that's not super obvious, usually like a throwback character of some sort from a movie or something. So this year I was David Wooderson, who is Matthew McConaughey's character from Dazed and Confused. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. And it went over great, and uh, it was just just a great time, great party. Shout out to Steve and Lisa Jobson for hosting that house party. Always the most fun at Halloween, and they decorated their house amazingly. Delicious snacks, great playlist. What more could you ask for? And on the topic of Halloween, today's guest actually spiked up a bit of controversy with her costume of choice. It was a bit of a spoof on Greta Thunberg, uh, which is a bit of a hot topic these days. So I'll let you judge that one for yourself. But today's guest is comedian Corinne Fisher. Uh, She's hilarious. Uh, She's from New York City, but she was in Toronto for the Just for Laughs Festival. A lot of which I believe were with Rosebud Baker, who she does a show with called uh, Two Less Lonely Girls, which is originally started as a podcast about Justin Bieber. So you'll hear all about that in the interview. And let me tell you, Corinne knows her pop culture like nobody else. She also has another highly successful podcast with Christina Hutchinson uh, called Guys We Effed. Uh, we'll leave it at effed because uh, I don't love to swear on the pod. I don't love to swear in general, but especially on the podcast, I'm always very welcome. I want my guests to say, uh, speak freely and say whatever they want, but just personally, I don't love to swear in general. Uh, so we'll leave it at guys we effed. Anyways, we met uh, during the festival at the Hyatt Hotel, which is where they kind of coordinate a lot of the activities and interviews during the festival. So thank you again to Corinne for taking time out of her schedule because I know those JFL schedules are very, very busy. All right, so before we get into the podcast, just a quick reminder. If you're listening to the podcast for the first time or... Uh, you haven't subscribed yet, we would love for you to subscribe and tune in again sometime. Whether you're listening on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it is, join us again sometime. Thank you. And you can also follow the Adamantium Podcast on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The handles are all different, but you can find us by just searching The Adamantium. All right, let's waste no more time and get into today's episode featuring Corinne Fisher. That's episode number 76 of the Adamantium Podcast. Thank you guys very much for tuning in today. Have a fantastic week. Have a great Halloween coming up. Be safe. Get lots of candy. Don't eat it all at once. And if you do, then have a bucket nearby. All right. Welcome, Corinne. Thank you. To the Adamantium Podcast. Hello. Hi. Thank you. And we're here in the Hyatt Regency Hotel. Yes. Yes. Which 
Um, it's always kind of fun. I did one last year too. With, have, do you know uh, Mark Forward? I don't. He's a Canadian comedian. He's in this show called Letterkenny, and uh, we we did the same thing last year in the lobby. Mm-hmm. And I found this like room because they have an office set up downstairs mm-hmm. just for laughs and we did it kind of in like the hallway between the offices and of course while I was setting up it was nice and quiet and then as soon as we start like a meeting gets out and yeah. everyone's walking through And but it was kind of funny because there was like uh, one lady that kept going back and forth mm-hmm. in her high heels Oh, God, they're, they're, they can be very loud. Right, so it yeah. was like, but it kind of became, it actually was the most fun in the end because it kind of became this running joke that it was one of us every time the high heels were walking by. And, you guys like to, yeah. I was like, that's so. also like, you know, that's like how the song Wanna Be by the Spice Girls starts, so right. it's it. fine. Of course, It's yes. good. Yeah, and, and anything Spice Girls is always good. So, <laughs> um, so you're here for the Just for Laughs Festival, mm-hmm. and you were doing a series of show with Rosebud Baker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit about the show that you guys are doing. Uh, we're just doing a co-headlining show, so we're both doing 30 minutes of uh, stand-up uh, comedy. That's Those were like most of our shows, all but one. And then we just did our podcast, which is Two Less Lonely Girls. We yeah. did that live on Saturday afternoon okay. at TIFF, which is a cinema. And uh, that was great. That, that podcast is... It's a pop culture podcast, short, very like fluff, and kind of we just felt like the world is very serious right now, like right. more serious than even normal. It used to be, yeah. especially America. It's it's weird uh, with Me Too movement, Donald Trump, etc. And I think everyone's gotten so at each other's throats online, mm-hmm. especially with politics, that. Uh, we've forgotten the importance that pop music and pop culture plays mm-hmm. in our lives. Like it's not just like it's not just there to waste time and make you know quote unquote untalented people money. Right. Um, it's it's there to serve a purpose, which is to relieve you from these heavy yeah. situations that you're in. And so uh, we did season one was all about Justin Bieber. Two Less Lonely Girls is a play right. on his song One Less Lonely Girl. If you guys don't know, um, and we ended up meeting Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin. Okay. In season one. So we're like, okay, well, we don't want to keep talking about Justin when we kind of have already reached our pinnacle. Right. So season two, uh, I went to London over the summer to see the Spice Girls reunion tour. Okay. And I was very, it was, it was like a a pilgrimage, basically. A pilgrimage to Mecca, and which was Wembley Stadium in my case. Yeah. And... Uh, I was so inspired and like kind of rejuvenated by that mm-hmm. that I told Rose, but I came back. I told Rose about the whole story. She got motivated, and then it was like the middle of the night. We were recording, which we don't usually do, and we were like, "Oh my god! Like, let's start our own, you know, pop group." Because like manufactured pop kind of reached like it ebbed a little bit, right. and people started you know being independent artists, and we're like, "No, manufactured pop like has a place. We mm-hmm. need to hear less of your own opinions." Right, right. Okay. And uh, yeah, so we ha- we did a casting call we really know how to take a bit too far so we did a casting call spent way too much money had a videographer hired a composer we wrote three original songs got five women together they're currently in rehearsals wow we're doing yeah they're called me also okay (laughs) we're doing a showcase uh in new york city end of december Uh, i mean i'm sorry end of the year maybe like you know november december and uh, yeah, and then we're gonna try to like, get the songs on Spotify and stuff. And then I heard there was, did you guys do like an open audition as part of the show here? You know what, we, we we planned one because okay. people were so into this Me Also concept yeah. in America and we're like, okay, well we can you know, find the Canadian uh, Me Also as well okay. while we're here. Because you know we had to keep it in the New York area just for financial right, reasons. Course, yeah. we're, like, we're like, we can't be flying people in yeah, for right. a bit. Um, and then 
Yeah, and then no one ended up wanting, like, being brave enough, I guess, to, to, to audition during it. So we just kind of followed the fun, and the episode, I'm so excited. It'll be released probably next week, but... Okay. Um, we just ended up having a, a conversation kind of about like these very weird stalking. We called it visiting stories right. uh, with uh, audience members and uh, celebrities that they found. Some were Justin Bieber related okay. and, and some were other, you know, people related. And But it was fun. Like someone had a weird Jonathan Van Ness story from even the festival. Okay, right, yeah, of course. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what we kind of did. And we re- also relived uh, some moments from meeting Justin Bieber because Rosebud and I kind of did mm-hmm. it separately. Gotcha. Separately, but together, like she had to hold him down and, and keep an eye on him while I was coming from someplace further away. So, and she told me some facts live that I, I didn't know originally. So, tell um, me about your interaction with Justin Bieber. Yeah, well, I went to high school with a guy who is now a quote street journalist, paparazzi. Okay. He used to work for TMZ. Now he's an independent. His name is Adam Glenn. Awesome guy. He's also a stand-up comedian. Um, he was on the TMZ show for a little bit, and he like, but he his heart is in the right place like people okay. you know hate the paparazzi right. he's a good he's a good pop we, we, what did we call it we're like what's the singular of paparazzi paparazzo paparazzi right. I think we called it during the recording and uh, he has his heart in the right place though. like he lo- truly just loves celebrities right. in the same way that Rosebud and I do and he okay. also like gets this great joy out of having people meet their favorite celebrities gotcha. okay. so he knows for us like he has like, his eye on a couple people for me it's like Bieber Victoria Beckham mm. um Eddie Izzard, who he also helped me meet. Uh, And I just was in the green room at my home comedy club in New York, which is New York Comedy Club. And I get a text from Adam and it's like Bieber Bowery Hotel now. And I'm like, fuck, I'm like, you know, it was like 15 minutes before I had to go on stage. And I'm like, I can't, I can't not do my, there were people there to see me. Like I was like, I got to do my set. So that takes us, you know, at least 30 minutes to even get off stage. And then I got to get down to the Bowery and that's, you know, another good 15 minutes. So I texted Rosebud. She was living in Brooklyn at the time. I was like, are you home? How fast can you get to the Bowery hotel? And she's like 15 minutes. So she's like literally just jumps in a lift, goes there. He's, she finds him in the Bowery hotel. He was like walking out. Um, He was inside. Like I thought she met him on the street, and then I find out during the live recording that she, like, actually went and like searched him and then followed him out. And I was right. like, "You left that detail <laughs> out previously, but okay." So legitimately stalking. Yeah. <laughs> so she met him. It was like a bumpy start. Like okay. he was very annoyed at first, but um, then she made it work. She get a fo- got a photo. The next thing I hear from her, like I hear from her is literally just her texting me yeah. a photo with her, Justin Bieber, Haley Baldwin. Right. Um, I'm freaking out. And uh, I'm about to go on stage. I have my friend, uh, he's another comedian named John Campanelli. He was in town. He has a car. So I was like, are you home right now? And and then I was like, can you meet me in front of New York Comedy Club in your car? So he he has like this huge white SUV, very OJ Simpson, Bronco. (laughs) And I I literally like ran off stage when I was done with my set, jumped into the car, and then we're like speeding downtown. When you're doing your set in the back of your head, are you... Yeah, I mean, I was, I mean, like, you know, I've been doing comedy long enough that I was like, this is, I mean, first of all, my energy was so manic that I had to tell the audience. I was like, listen, I know I appreciate anyone who came to see me. Thank you so much. Um, Because it wasn't like my show, but there were some like people who I know had come. And then I was like, 
I need to meet Justin Bieber. And, like, they understood yeah. the urgency. Um, so they were comfortable with that. Because right. I was like, I understand that you want to meet me. But I was like, I want to meet Justin Bieber. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, sometimes, you know, the performer becomes the fan. Right. Um, and so you uh, get in the SUV. Yeah, we get in the SUV. And we and, and Rosebud's on foot following them from a distance. Has she already interacted with him at this point? Yeah, she's gotten a photo. But she's following so she, But she needs to keep tabs on them because they've you know they've ditched their security they've ditched their car they're right. on foot and like so if she doesn't keep an eye we'll have no idea and I right. won't get to meet them she's a good friend she wanted to keep an eye on them so she's just like following them from a block behind and like just keeps giving me the cross streets um, and so she's on well she's on foot we're in the car we have John's sister was in the car navigating because he's also from LA so, so he, he doesn't know where he's going. he was like, originally from New York so he kind of knew but like he's not it's not as fresh right. so he was like needing the GPS. Um, thank God New York is a grid. And uh, then we kind of, I finally see Rosebud. We finally catch up to Rosebud on foot. Right. I see her. I just go, John, pull in, whatever. We pull in in front of a hydrant. I go, park it. I'll pay the parking ticket. We just, you know, because it could take, right. you know, 30 minutes in New York to right. find a parking spot. So I just roll out of the car and then I get out. I see Rosebud. And then I look to my left, and then we see Justin and Haley from a distance. Yeah. So we're like, keep it cool. We can't be, like, fucking being weird, especially yeah, in New York. Yeah, what kind of condition are you in now, yeah. rushing around? I'm okay. I'm keeping it together. Yeah. Um, I'm like, Rosebud, don't let him see you again because he's right. already met you. Um, and then also, like, other people on the street were, like, freaking out at this point because okay. they kept going, like, every, you know, especially women, like, they were passing. They would go, oh, my God, was that Justin Bieber? Right. He really sticks out, especially because he always dresses weird. And by weird, I mean not good. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's questionable. Yeah. And, uh yeah, and so he goes into a restaurant called Miss Lily's, and then that gave us a moment to have like a kind of a meeting outside. And we had a we had a, R- Rosebud was very excited, so she yeah. was trying to go in and again. And we go, Rosebud, you can't go into the restaurant because then he's going to know that you followed him yeah. and be scared. So me and John went in alone. Turns out. Uh, John and like Justin Bieber had actually loves comedy actually okay but he goes to shows in LA and John runs some right. larger shows in LA so that be- Justin Bieber and Miley Cyrus had actually been to at points so John had a calming energy and I'm just guessing if you're Justin Bieber if like an ad- you're gonna feel more comfortable around an adult ma- man because they're right. just not manic around you right. as much and uh, he was able to not only make Justin feel comfortable, have a conversation with him and Haley. I got to meet them both. I couldn't do a picture because the circumstances under which we were able to right. meet were, like, professional. We couldn't turn it into a fan situation. Right. That's okay, though. And it's in my heart forever. <laughs> and uh, and So what did you guys talk about? Um, just, like, it was, it was kind of like a reintroduction because he was, like, you know, so I was meeting him, Justin, as, like, the comedian Corinne Fisher right. instead of a fan, which I guess is cooler but is not as fun because you have to act regular right can't act like a psycho right um but it was so comfortable for Justin like he even ended up like exchanging phone numbers with John Campanelli oh, wow. like it was his real phone number yeah. too like because he then texted him because the hope was that we were going to play the long game and he was going to come to a show that John and I were doing right okay. never happened but they did talk about Not it yet anyways. so yes yeah. so there's always hope but yeah it was it was it was a, a good year it was very satisfying very cool so now yeah. season two is going to be Spice Girls related. It, well, you know, the Spice Girls influenced, but influence, we're okay. trying to, you know, create, obviously Spice Girls are the best girl group of all time, so we're trying mm-hmm. to manufacture obviously. the second greatest girl group right. of all gotcha. time. Right, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, a part of this show was, I think the, you guys have a few Hollywood conspiracies. Um, 
That's just like a topic that we talk about sometimes. Yeah. What are a couple of the ones that you guys have chatted about? One of them, Bieber related, was that um, uh, Justin Bieber is a lizard person. They have this conspiracy (laughs) for several, you know, for many celebrities, but Justin was included in this. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's some real weird videos where you go, oh, these people are unstable and really need health care. So I'm concerned for them. There was at no point when I actually believed Justin was a lizard. Okay. And that was an interesting one because, like, some fans actually were like, yeah, this one freaked me out a little right. bit. <laughs> and I don't know why, because I'm like, it's just like a fairy tale, guys. Right. You can really say anything on the internet, and yeah. it doesn't affect real life. But there was, they, can, they were concerned. Um, and then, like, other, I mean, like, the Illuminati, obviously, right. as a general concept, okay. we're very into. Uh, we lightly talked about Jeffrey Epstein, but we try not to do stuff that's, like, such a, such a bummer on this podcast. Right. I handle, about, like, Scientology and anything? Do you ever touch on um, We've definitely talked about it. Okay. Um, I think we, yeah, we did an episode, oh gosh, about Madonna and her, and and kind of religion and celebrities gotcha. who are into re- weird religion. I think we used Madonna as like a jumping off point. So like Kabbalah, Scientology, you right. know, the ones that you've never met uh, a real person. Right. Because I'm a huge fan of Tom Cruise. I love Tom oh, Cruise. Oh, are you? Love Tom Cruise I can movies. see that even like in your vibe. I okay. can see that. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. And there's actually a really great photo of me when I was, I think I was about 15 uh-huh. with a Tom Cruise like wax figure at Madame Tussauds. Oh yeah. And I'm just mimicking the pose. And then there was like a whole bunch of comments that are like which is which oh my god <laughs> but um yeah I'm a huge fan of Tom Cruise love his movies and he always seems like such a nice dude and it's like but there's this side that we all don't know about yes that is like where who's the real Tom Cruise oh yeah I mean I'm glad that you acknowledge that as a fan that's good yeah to know. I know there's something there's something fishy going on there but yeah but I, I do love say, his movies I do love his movies you know? my dad um owns a baseball card store in New Jersey and Tom okay. Cruise was shooting a film outside of his store and okay. he said he was very nice I'm sure like I'm sure he so, is but um never know we uh I was just have you you've never met him now never met him no but do you live in LA? No, I live here. Oh, you oh, no, you live here. Live okay. Cuz I was going to say I was like there is a in LA there's like a Tom Cruise celebrity impersonator that my really? good friend is friends with. That is. Uh, I that, might have you know, to. I am you're there. Actually next year I'm planning a California road trip. Have you ever been there? I have never been to California. Oh. And the reason I've always wanted to go, but the reason I have never been cuz I've had people say, "Hey, you want to come to San Francisco for the weekend or whatever?" But it's I have this like idea in my head that I'm gonna drive the entire coast from Seattle oh. down to LA, and I won't settle for anything until I've done that. Yeah, so, do it. Yeah. So, um, and even with the podcast, it's like maybe I can like as I'm going down. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, my I mom and so. my br- my brother went to USC, so I'm you know from the East Coast. My brother went to USC, and my my brother and my mom have driven cross country two times, two different ways. Okay, because um, my mom wants to go to all fifty states. Really? Okay. Yeah, that's, an, that's that's even above what I'm, I'm yeah, trying to it do. It just looks so like I yeah. think it's I'm that's like I'm so jealous that I wasn't yeah. able to There's do like that. There's like a number of spots I want to hit: Joshua Tree. And yeah. All that, of course. yeah. Oh my god, so, do that! I totally I totally plan on doing it. Um, but yeah, yeah, Tom, Tom Cruise. That's we'll see, we'll see. One day, I made this when I started this podcast. I made this list of a hundred people. Okay, hundred people that. How, how many could I check off? Right. So far, we're still at zero. Oh, I was. Gonna say, we're talking about like ones that are. You're doing mega stars. Right. Right. Okay. Like we've got like Mick Jagger and Bono and stuff on wow, this list. So wow. Like, wow. Yeah. Mo- chances are most of them will never be crossed off. Okay. But, well. But yeah. you never know. That was my whole thing. Vision like, board. Let's see who these are. Like 
100 that anyways that's really cool I bet you'll get at least one or two I think so I some think of them are like some of them are even like Toronto people that I grew up watching in Toronto okay like, yeah I think I've, this is achievable I've gone close to one um, which is um, this track have you ever heard of Donovan Bailey no, you're so. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Right. No. I want so to get Donovan excited Bailey for you. Was this sprinter? <laughs> okay. Went in like the I want to say late 90s. Mm-hmm. So when I was growing up, and I like I've always been into sports as well. So he was a sprinter who was like a Canadian hero. He's originally from Jamaica, and he had this like iconic race at the Sky Dome here. Okay. Where it was basically this American uh, racer was talking a lot of smack to him. So Donovan Bailey said, "Why don't you come up to Toronto? We'll have a race." Okay. Literally, they filled the Sky Dome, 50,000 people oh. to see a hundred. Holy moly. And Donovan Bailey smoked him. He was like the fastest man in the world for a while. He was like the Canadian Usain Bolt for... Okay, Anyways, I know I that met is. a sports guy uh-huh. who knows Donovan Bailey and is friends with him. So, okay. So we, I was like, you got to get me an interview with Donovan Bailey. And it's always like, well, he's in Jamaica right now. So anyway, so I've Just laid down the foundation. Just take a vacation to Jamaica. Right, but he lives here. Okay. So I've laid the foundation. So that might be the first one off the list. I think you can so, do it. That one. I yeah. think an athlete that one's is doable. good. Yeah, athletes are because athletes aren't asked for interviews the same way. Like especially actors retired are. athletes. Mm-hmm. You know, like current ones, it's always hard. Like if you want to interview with someone on the Toronto Raptors, it's you know, you have to go through the team. And like, they're just so busy. Like right, physically, they don't want to chat when right. they're physically exhausted. I yeah. feel so. Speaking of which, I'm sure they've got you rushing around. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I thought I was gonna have like a lot of free time. I'm like, oh, I'm here for five days. Sure, I'll do yeah. whatever. And then I'm like, I am fucking working like an employee at a Kathy Lee Gifford sweatshop. <laughs> like it's not great. I've heard the JFL schedule is always <laughs> this, super intense. This one is the most intense. I've done. I've done this JFL and Montreal before. And I was like, this is the hardest they've, they've really? ever worked me. Okay. Yeah. So have you gotten any time to explore Toronto? Yeah. Or I mean, hang I've been to Toronto, Toronto multiple times. Okay. So I wasn't as like in a rush. I try to be uh, pretty studious because, you know, because I'm on the road so much. Right. So like first time I'm in a city, of course I explore it. Second, yeah. third times, like I try to, I only do maybe like one day right. just because I, ha- I have to still be getting work done, course, writing, et cetera. So um, I did a vintage shop day um, okay. by myself because you guys Where have been amazing. Go? I did like a whole bunch of them. I went to Penny Arcade. I went to VSP. I went to a bunch of other, like all kind of all in a row. Cool. So I did a little consignment, a little higher end consignment. And then um, I ate some food on the recommendations of... Uh, yes, tons of great food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. Does yeah, Tyrone so. remind you of New York at all? Uh, I actually have a, I, I love roasting sure you, you guys yeah. and I go yeah 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 if you know it, yeah that's like something that someone who's never been to New York would say because everyone right. always needs to use, likes to compare it and I like love roasting people from Toronto okay do because it. I'm like yeah it's not New York it's not anything like New York does not remind me of New York right of course <laughs> it's reminds me of Canada I've been to New York <laughs> yeah. 10, 12 times. I love New York City. Yeah. But a lot of people, like, we even say here that we're, like, New York Junior almost, but it, it is very I'm like, different. just be yourself, guys. It's Don't true. try to compete with the great. It's so true. But Toronto has become... <laughs> Toronto's wonderful, but you yeah. have to... You, you can't compare it to New York. <laughs> yeah, it's almost... You can't really compare anywhere to anywhere. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And also, like... You know, so many places suck. So the fact that the <laughs> Toronto doesn't suck, I think, is just really. Right. You know, I've seen, I've been to so many cities and like major mm. cities that people talk about in in the U.S. and most of them are not great. You don't think so? No, 
No. Most of them, it's most of America is a Dave and Buster's next to a cheesecake <laughs> factory. Right, that's true. That's and there's like, major. you know, there's like one or two blocks that are like amazing, like that you're like building your right. life. There's, there's you're like that. There's my tea shop. There's my bookstore, and then you like you, your foot like goes out of the boundaries that they've created for their downtown, and there's gunshots. Well, that's right. all of America. Okay, well that's not good. But <laughs> outside of Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver. You, you won't even find a Dave & Buster's or Cheesecake Factory. It's going to be like Bob's Diner in a gas station. That's what I a like. a lot of road. <laughs> well, I like... I like a Canadian winter because, and I know that's, really? I'm in the minority there, but I love a winter wonderland. I okay. want to like go live in a house uh, in Colorado with, okay. and ski for the, you know, the rain. Like, Colorado is picturesque and it's not like minus 40. See, like, <laughs> everyone was like warning me and I was, the, you know, I was in Winnipeg when it was like oh, really, really bad. cold and I wasn't that cold. Okay. I really liked it. If you can it. manage Winnipeg, then you're good. Yeah, it was, I thought it was beautiful. I was looking at the prices of houses. I was like, I could own yeah, two right. mansions. Here, right. yeah. I would be the queen of Winnipeg, and you have those really cool outdoor Nordic spas, mm-hmm. um, which I love. Like I would be in the Polar Bear Club. Yeah, I don't know. If, is that a thing in Canada? Where you go like swimming in the yeah 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 it is. I don't know if it is in Winnipeg because that's like you step in, you're dead. Like, right. <laughs> well, I mean, I was in here. I was in like, a bathing suit, like going into the spa stuff. Like, okay. And, yeah. and everyone was like, because my comedy partner Christina Hutchinson, she was like, <laughs> she was like, I dare. She was like, I would pay someone to go in there and I was like I'll just do it for free right now and then yeah. she like was shocked that I did it but yeah, yeah. yeah so let's let's talk about because I think a lot of the work that you do is with Christina mm-hmm. so you guys have like almost like a whole network of comedy things under sorry about last night right yes so tell me about some of those things like as I've never seen the show myself so it was but it was described There's to me nothing as kind to of like oh. a house party style comedy show oh I mean that's that one is the like our original show are you talking about like the show that we did at uh, JFL or no just in general what because I was like our, our podcast number one has no visuals so right. I was like no one's seen it so don't worry about that right but it's not I mean like that guys we fucked is, is sorry about last night is the name of the comedy duo so that's mm-hmm. like the umbrella of that all of our comedy do. lives under yeah when we first got together we did do this kind of like New York indie show uh, that was BYOB when we right. first started out as comedians and we would feature you know the comedians that we looked up to at the time we had like people like uh, you know I think like uh, Jamie Kilstein at the time was on um, Jessica what the fuck I can't even remember when his name sorry my brain is broken um but you know it's just some people we looked up to and that was BYOB at this place called Gotham City Improv um, which is not Gotham Comedy Club it's a different venue and uh, but then we know we wrote a a show for Upright Citizens Brigade we did a uh, web series called Girls on Girls which was reviews of the show Girls on HBO and then and then we did guys we fucked maybe like three or four years into working together right and you got that I mean that's yeah and that now has become bigger than sorry about them right yes. yeah it ultimately is had been at, you know it hit number one we've been at number one in comedy on itunes um now we're with luminary though so it's a completely different right. thing um we're all exclusive to luminary okay but what that's do you a think new about thing that show that just mm-hmm. made it take off uh it was the first of its kind um when you looked at the charts at that time it was mostly famous people who had podcasts right. so and that's like something that joe rogan has really kindly shouted us out without knowing us. We know him now, but before we knew him, um, he, you know, he loves, you know, 
learning how what makes things tick. And right. so he was really interested in podcasting and would talk about it a lot and had just shouted us out multiple times as how cool it was that two literally unknown yeah. comedians had you know, made themselves known through a podcast that they launched, you know, basically on their own. We had that little bit of a help of like a comedy club studio in the beginning, right. but then we ultimately left them um, and truly self-produced up until this past like spring. Right. Um, and so that was really cool. So that's one thing I think that made it different. And we're just really, really, I mean, like if you listen to it, you're like, oh, this is yeah. like an audio reality TV show. Right. Um, and you know, the, our initial pitch was like a Howard Stern for girls, right. which is so simple. But sometimes it's that simple thing that people didn't think of. Right. They like, you know, a lot. Oftentimes, women talk about sex or perform about sex in kind of like a cutesy way. Right. So it's either you, it's either like you're a porn star or you're cutesy and you're dancing around the topic of sex okay. and. I I'd ra much rather do porn than talk about sex in a cutesy way because okay. I think it's. I hate, I don't like cutesy with women because we already get, you know, I'm f turning 34 the, in a week and I get tr still get treated like a child by people in my everyday life. Okay. And I'm certainly not like, number one, I'm not, I don't behave childlike. I'm not even silly. Everyone will know this. They're like, oh yeah, you know, Corinne's very serious. <laughs> um, but like, you know, it's like your doorman will tell you to wear a hat. You know, it's like, I'm 34 years old. Like my, wear a hat. like I might not even be able to make babies anymore. Who right, knows? Right, right. I don't need, you don't need to, you know, I own an apartment. You don't need to tell me to put on a winter hat. Like it's right, demeaning. Um, and so, yeah, we just talked about it in a real way. And I think we're, uh, or we're just naturally like inquisitive people. Right. And I think sometimes like that's the problem. Like you have to be inquisitive and say what you don't know to right. then learn more. And people are so scared of sounding stupid. We love right. sounding stupid. That's kind of our well, wheelhouse. There's, there's like an amazing amount of confidence that comes with having your mm -hmm. show. Yeah. Um, and security, I guess. Yeah. Is there anything, any times that you've you felt uncomfortable yourself on your own show? Oh, or? I feel uncomfortable all the time. Okay. I, that yeah, show yeah. makes me feel so uncomfortable. It's funny that you mentioned confidence, though, because I... Uh, like honestly, the 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 reason I think I am like a known person is literally I'm like I'm not even that talented. I just have a lot of confidence, right. and I'm really fucking good at being me. Which sounds like oh, isn't everyone good at being them? No. no, most people suck at being themselves and are presenting some kind of a chameleon persona to the world who they think they should be, who right. they aspire to be, some morphed version. I'm really myself. I've like mm -hmm. if you met me at six, you'd be like oh yeah, this bitch is not that different. <laughs> you know, obviously I've learned and grown a bit but um so yeah like I the confidence I think is what the, my half at least uh, inspired people and then Christina is you know just has a really kind heart um which is odd for someone who's you know into her 30s and uh lives in New York City for you know a decade it's mm -hmm. just you, you know you, you don't find that as people get older a lot um and so, yeah, that's, but I, so that's what I was like giving to people and, and why they gravitated towards it. And then, I mean, I feel uncomfortable all the time though. I'm a really closed off person. It's kind of honestly crazy that I would do this. Right. Okay. Uh, and you know, it's, it's easy with podcasting cause I'm just talking to Christina, but that's like, I don't like doing the podcast live. It makes me very uncomfortable. Okay. I'm not really like, I don't really like attention. I like it. You know, I want people to be quiet and listen for, you know, you know, the 30, 40, 60 minutes I'm on stage right. during a stand-up show. Other than that, I'm 
I would like to be a fly on the wall. Right. I like to observe. I don't need attention. I know. A podcast is such an interesting thing where it's like you and I are having a conversation. Right yeah. Now, so it's a lot easier, but yeah. it's almost like you don't, you're not even thinking about <laughs> putting it out there now for, mm-hmm. for, for you, especially thousands of people now to hear. Oh God. I mean, yeah, like literally millions of people have heard about my vagina. <laughs> like, I'm fine with that. It doesn't right. make me un- uncomfortable. I'm, I stand by everything I've said truly. Mm-hmm. However, um, yeah, I just don't, I hate when people come and like talk to me really specifically about really intimate things I've shared okay. because I'm like, yeah, I don't want to have a conversation with you in person. That's, right. it's like, it's very different. it's, and it's and people, I know people feel like they know you. And so I don't think they understand that it's a boundaries issue. Right. So and I try to like a privacy line. Yeah. Happens. So I'm like, I try to want to say it in a nice way, but. Right. Sometimes I get frustrated. What have been some of the... Because you've had some great guests on your podcast, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. What, um, what has been kind of the most surreal moment you've you've had? I mean, very recently, after years of... She was one of my goal guests. Like, I, we got to do a podcast with Kathy Griffin. Wow. And yeah. she's, one, you know, one of the reasons that I do comedy. Right. Um, it's like her, Eddie Izzard, John Linguizamo. And I've actually met all of them. Mm-hmm. Just haven't had them all on the podcast. Um, Eddie can't do it right now because he's actually getting into politics. So he has to concentrate on right. other stuff. But he couldn't have fucking been nicer. Like... I'm a real weirdo. I, like, drop something off at his hotel again through oh, yeah. through my uh, paparazzi. Paparazzi, uh, yeah. And uh, I pretended to be my own assistant, uh, which is real weird. And I dropped off a gift from Corinne Fisher, yeah. in quotes, a.k.a. me dropping it off for me. And he, like, called me. And wow. he so he was like, I can't do the podcast right now. But he's like, I'd love you to come to my show, give you a backstage really? pass. Wow. That's phenomenal. Like, I wrote a card to him. He, like, referenced things from the card. He's, he, he was great. And the same with Kathy. I mean, Kathy, I just tweeted at her a lot. And then one time she, like, you know, tweeted me back. And then she tweeted me back again, you know, a couple weeks later. And I go, oh, my God, like, we have, like, kind of a back and forth going yeah. on here. She put, like, she, like, shared an Instagram story that I did. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And then I finally, after we had had enough interactions, I was just like, hey, I have this pretty popular podcast. If you're ever in New York, like, would you ever do it? Yeah. And she responded right away, absolutely. Started following me so that I could DM her. Right. And then I just tracked her schedule. And, you know, when she was in New York, I slid in. And I, cause I just knew, I know Kathy. <laughs> it's funny because I'm like, I'm like, people don't know me. And then I'm like, I know Kathy. You're right. But like, I just, I just felt like from what I had heard about her and read about her, I've read her books, um, is that like, I'm like, she she's a woman of her yes. word. Right. So once she told me she would do it, I was like, I know it might be a couple months, maybe even a year, but I was like, I know that she's going yeah. to make good on this. And I was right. And she did. Phenomenal. Yeah. She put me in touch with her team and she has a very intimate team because yeah. she's so polarizing. And obviously after the whole, uh, Donald yes. Trump, you know, head quote unquote scandal, um, she's her, she's only has a couple people that are close to her and they're all mm-hmm. phenomenal. One is her, uh, her, her longtime boyfriend, Randy is her tour manager. And then she has a really young, fiery, um, publicist, uh, and it's they're a great team. You know, and like more people should work with her, right. but you know, people don't yeah. like to get. In, uh, that's why I love involved. Kathy because right. like she's gets herself into pickles the way I do. Right. So. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. If you could have, because just because we're running out of time now, mm. a couple of quick quick questions. Sure. So if you could only do one more podcast episode and have one mm-hmm. person on it, 
who you can have anybody. Yeah, but you can only do one more. Yeah, who would it be? It's Kesha, which I know is really? weird. I know okay. it's not like it's not like a, it's not like a le- it's not a legend. Okay, but and this was it. She but just knowing already in like the half an hour, I know how how much you appreciate. I love pop culture, pop and, yeah. and I feel like you know it's like okay if you're interviewing a legend, you don't even have to be a good interview, mm-hmm. and that that interview is right. going to be good. It's going to work itself. Right, a baby could interview you know a legend, but Kesha, I think. Number, I think I could do a really good job with people who are underappreciated. Okay. And that's kind of what Rosebud and I did with Justin Bieber. We did a, a lot of people message us, and that was the nicest compliment, being like, I wasn't interested in Justin Bieber. I didn't like Justin Bieber. And you guys changed my opinion on both of those things. Because I didn't just, we didn't just, like, pick him out of our uh, out of our ass. Like, he really worked hard. And uh, no matter if you like his music or not, I think there are really respectable things about yeah. his career and his and his. And he is vocally talented. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Kesha, because number one, I think I can make people appreciate her a lot more. I mean, she's a really prolific songwriter. I don't right. think people know that how many... She's writing songs for other people. Her mother is a songwriter okay. who's worked with Dolly Parton. Like, she's, uh, she's like, in country music yeah. is, is an important figure. And... Uh, I think she's a good person. I think she's very much herself. And and I was interested in having her before all the Dr. Right. scandal. Okay. So after that, that that and how and just how ballsy she was with that. Um, and just being silent and being like, you know, I know I'm under contract and I know I, I know I can't break that contract, but I will not be making albums, you mm-hmm. know. And that was her choice. She was like, because you guys don't believe me. And, you know, she really ris- risked her entire career by, you know, when you're in pop in that young 20s, you know, in, and you're in your 20s and you just let years go by without making albums after you've had success. I mean, that's for most people would have been kissing their entire career goodbye. Right. But she has such a core group of people that hmm. stood by her and then came back with, you know, obviously the single Praying, yeah. which is, I mean, that that shows off her vocals. Wow. So yeah. I would love to have her on. And I, mean, I think we just get along, too. At six degrees of separation, actually, I just had a band on mine called The Struts mm-hmm. who did a song with, or Kesha did. I was going to say, I was like, I've heard, they did body I've heard talks. of it, yeah. That song, Body Talks, yeah. they did a version with her. That's really so, cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Final question. Okay. Very serious question. Okay. Karaoke night. Okay. Which Spice Girls song do you pick? Oh my God. I hate karaoke so much. It's hilarious that you would ask me this. Um, I don't sing any Spice Girls songs because really? I can't do them justice. Yeah. Really? Like, it's like a respect thing. Okay. My go-to, I am not a great singer, but I put a lot of heart in it. Right. Um, I'm not like tone deaf. I can carry a tune, but it's just not like, especially because most times when I'm doing karaoke, it's with Christina and Christina's like an actually very good singer. Which is like, I find that's the worst at karaoke though. When <laughs> someone gets up and they're like, this, you shouldn't be doing karaoke. You should be doing, you know, oh, like, well, she's you know, not obnoxious jam about night or it. whatever, you know, because yeah. I've been to a couple of karaoke's where someone's like, oh, well, I've only heard this song once before and then just nails every Jesus. Like, Come on. Like, I mean, that's. I don't want to go next. <laughs> everyone in New York does that, which oh, is, I okay. think, part of the reason I hate karaoke. I've okay. lived in New York since I was 17. Right. So all my karaoke experiences were, we're obnoxious like ones. Okay. Um, I don't mind, like, sometimes on the road you'll find a dive bar where it'll okay. be some real shit shows. That I like. That's right. entertaining. Um, so what's the go to? Mine is like, I do uh, either uh, All Saints, um, okay. uh, Never Ever, because that one's an easy one to sing, or like I'm really good at fast talking, so I'll do Bare Naked Ladies like one right. week because right. I can n- nail that. Yeah. Yes, I lo- I've seen them live. I love them. Really? I saw them on tour actually with Alanis Morissette, so oh, Cana- okay. Canadian double. Did I was supposed Becker. to have Stephen Page on. Yeah, to postpone it. So that'll so be fun. Yeah, yeah. Was he on your list or no? 
No. All right. No, well, we, I mean, well, yes, we, we yes, won't tell him yes, that. Right. <laughs> he was 101. Is, my go-to is actually everybody backstreets back. Oh, that's because, a good one. Because I can't sing for yeah for, for my, my life dependent on it. So it's like you don't need to like and the audience. Yeah. It's yeah. more about the performance. Yeah, people get on board. And people, people sing half the song for you. So. Exactly. I just saw them too live. I went yeah, to the DNA tour. Never, they just, they were just here and I missed it. Ugh. If they I've come around again, or if you're in a I place know. where it's that's worth it, I know. that I was heard good. It too, like that day. They have like their new album, yes. but they apparently they did like a medley of the new songs in one song and then just played all of the stuff. Yeah, so. well, yeah, they like each each member came out separately and did like thirty seconds of, a new song. of the new song. However, like, the new I, you know I, I like the new. Yeah, I was gonna say the new album was pretty good. Yeah, that, yeah. There was that one changes our plate. There's one song that I really really liked on. Yeah, it. They, yeah. they they are good. It's just you know it's when you're doing this you know tens of thousands of people in like a stadium. Right. Everyone doesn't know it, so it's like the the fun For ones. All people in their thirties who want to hear yes. the songs they liked when they were exactly. We want to hear. We want to hear the hits. We want to yeah, sing exactly. along. We want to relive our childhood. That's true. It's like you don't go see Rod Stewart to hear his new material or whatever. Uh, it's like <laughs> uh, I did and I have and I right. agree with you. It's we don't like, want to hear no, it. Play Maggie May. Please, <laughs> please, Rod, stop doing yeah, that. I actually yeah. have a, like a five minute uh, my like. I have a closer and it's about me going to a Rod really? Stewart concert. Wow, that's funny yes. Okay. Yes. Cause I took my dad for his birthday. Most I've ever spent on concert tickets and boy, was it worth it? Cause it was mania. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I recommend going to anyone. All the, the elderly just yelling at him and Holy still, shit. still ogling over him. And like, yeah, yes. Before right. that, like the craziest I mean, good concert, for him, good for him, but <laughs> the craziest concert I had ever been to before that was Celine Dion in her Vegas residency. Right. I think Rod topped her really. Yes. In, yeah. in craziness. Yeah. Yeah. So well, Corinne, thank you so much. Thank for you. I'd love to have you on. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to the Adamantium Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd absolutely love for you to subscribe to us on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to see you on social media. You can follow on Instagram at The Adamantium, on Facebook at The Adamantium Podcast, and on Twitter at Adam R. Harrison. Thank you again so much for listening.